0: Well, hey there, all my young paleontologists. Hope everybody is doing well. This is Dinosaur George, coming to you from the Dinosaur George studio, where maybe one day you'll get to visit, and I'll have you on my show live. How crazy would that be? All right, today, going to be a lot of stuff to cover. First, I want to say a special shout out to the elementary schools that I uh, spoke to during my Zoom lessons. Smith Elementary, Carver, Randolph, Sibyl O'Green, Ed White, and Double File Trail, and Carroll Elementary are all of the elementary schools that I did the Zoom lessons for this week. And then I also got a chance to visit my friends at the West Bank Library. I do a show for them. I've done a show for them each month for the last couple of months. So anyway, love being able to do virtual lessons. If any of you are going to school somewhere and you would like to have me do a virtual lesson for you, then here's a little information about them. Now you can bring Dinosaur George into your classroom, home, or facility anywhere in the world with our virtual lessons. We offer over 15 different topics, including dinosaurs, prehistoric mammals, rocks and minerals, and more. Any age, any location, and any time zone. Visit us at dinosaurgeorge.com. It's time for the feature Creature. It's time for our Feature Creature segment. If you would like to suggest a creature, go to the Dinosaur George Kids podcast page at dinosaurgeorge.com or post your suggestion on the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group page. Now, here is your Feature Creature. So for this episode, I've chosen one of the most popular dinosaurs that ever existed. I'm not talking about the king of dinosaurs we will do a show on T-Rex, I'm talking about Velociraptor, the dinosaur that was made famous for the Jurassic Park series. Now, let me say, first of all, that what you saw in Jurassic Park, the size of that dinosaur was inaccurate. That was not a Velociraptor. But remember, in that movie, they are creating those dinosaurs in a laboratory, So they were never meant to look exactly like they should have looked. So if you're confused and you say, how come they made them so big? Just remember, they made them big because that was for the movie. Velociraptor was actually about six feet long and only about two feet tall. Now, when I say six feet long, I mean from the tip of its nose to the tip of its tail. And then height, it was about two feet tall. So if you were standing next to it, You would probably be taller than a Velociraptor, but you wouldn't be as long. If you laid down next to one, it would be longer than you are. So these dinosaurs weighed about 35 pounds. That's not a lot. I bet you a lot of you weigh more than a Velociraptor. Don't think that because they looked big on TV, that was real life. In real life, they're actually small. Now, Velociraptors lived in the late Cretaceous period, and that was between about 85 to 70 million years ago. They're found in the deserts of Mongolia, but Velociraptor belongs to a group of dinosaurs called Dromaeosaurs. Dromaeosaur is the family name for all of those dinosaurs that shared common traits, Velociraptor included. Now, Dromaeosaurs are found all over the world, but Velociraptor itself is found in Mongolia, and there is some evidence that they may have been in Russia. And there are definitely raptors in North America, but we don't know for sure which species they are because they haven't found enough bones. Now, here in North America, we do know of Deinonychus and Utah raptor and Dakota raptor and Bambi raptor and Dromaeosaurus. Those are all raptors that lived here in North America, but Velociraptor did not. Now, this is a dinosaur that could have eaten small insects, small mammals, lizards. It could have eaten medium sized dinosaurs. Or if it could have teamed up together in a pack, then it absolutely could have taken on a lot of other things, much bigger things. Now, these dinosaurs are very bird-like. They looked like birds. They looked like a turkey or like a roadrunner. If you've ever seen a roadrunner, that's really kind of what these dinosaurs looked like. Now, it appears that Velociraptors have feathers, but not for flying. They're not using their feathers for flying. They may be using the wing feathers, the feathers on their arms. They could have used them as display to wave them around to attract a girlfriend or to maybe threaten a boy that's in their territory. We don't know for sure. But the one thing about Velociraptor that is so dangerous are the claws on its foot. Now, it has one big curved claw. All raptors have this, by the way. It has a big curved claw on the foot. Some people call it the slashing claw. Some people call it the terrible claw. Some people even call it the killing claw. And it was probably the number one weapon it used to kill prey. You see, Velociraptor's arms are very skinny. They are not. They don't have big muscles on them. So their arms are really not designed to slash and tear. I think their arms were used for grabbing and holding on to you. While it's holding you with its arms, it's kicking you with its feet. Do any of you have a kitten? Have you ever turned a kitten over on its back and tickled its tummy? And with its front paws, it grabs you and holds on, but with its little back legs, it's kicking really quick. It's Kind of, sort of, what a velociraptor could do. Hold you in place with its arms and then kick you with its foot. See, they have one super claw on their foot. When they walk, that claw is held up off the ground. They don't want it to touch the ground. That's why when you see pictures of raptors and they're walking, that claw is pointing up. If it were pointing down, if velociraptor stepped on a rock or on a limb or on sticks or on hard ground, it would get broken. And if that's your number one weapon, you don't want it to get broken. It needs to be sharp. So that's the weapon. They would run in, grab you with their skinny arms to hold on to you, and then begin to kick and slash with that claw. And that claw would make deep cuts into the animal. The reason why raptors use their foot as their main weapon is because the muscle on their legs... That's way bigger than the muscle on their arm. Like, for instance, when you're riding your bicycle, you pedal with your legs because your legs have the biggest muscles. Imagine if you sat on your head and tried to pedal your bike with your hands. You couldn't do it very well. And our muscles are pretty big in our arms, but you wouldn't be able to pedal a bicycle like that because your arm muscles are not big enough. You want to use your leg muscles. Well, Velociraptor did that exact same thing. Using the big muscles on its legs, it could take on much bigger prey. Now, to take on bigger prey, they had to live in a pack. A group of meat eaters is always called a pack. A group of plant eaters is called a herd. A pack of meat eaters and a herd of plant eaters. That's the difference between them. So, When you think about a pack of Velociraptors, what other animals hunt in a pack? Wolves. And why do wolves hunt in packs? Because if they hunt in packs, they can bring down much bigger prey. A wolf by itself is never going to take on a buffalo. But a pack of 15 to 20 wolves? Oh yeah, they'll take on a buffalo. So Velociraptors probably hunted in packs. And by hunting in packs, not only does it help you bring down bigger prey. But you can also do things that you can't do by yourself. Like, for instance, set up an ambush. Let's say there's 10 velociraptors in our pack. Nine of us go and hide behind the trees and behind those limbs that laying on the ground, hiding in a ditch. We're all sitting there very still. Now, one of our friends, one of our raptors, runs out and starts chasing dinosaurs. Well. The big dinosaurs are going to run away the minute they see it, even though they would be big enough to defend themselves. The way animals behave is usually to turn and run. You don't want to, you don't want to waste your time. So if he's chasing us or he's chasing plant eaters, he's chasing them right towards us where we are all waiting and hiding. And when that unsuspecting dinosaur steps into our trap, all of us come flying out of our hiding spots, racing out of our hiding spots, running as fast as we can leaping up into the air and landing on that dinosaur using our hand claws. There's three claws on each hand, digging those into the skin to hold on. Now that dinosaur is going to shake and kick and jump to try to get us off, but we're hanging on with our hands. And the whole time we're hanging on, we are kicking with both feet, kicking, 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 slashing. Remember how I said about riding a bike? Think about the motion of your feet when you're riding a bike. Your foot goes back, comes up, comes forward and down, and it does that over and over. That's what I mean by kicking. I don't mean like if you set a rubber ball in front of you and ran up and kicked it with your foot. That's not what I mean when I say kicking. What I mean is the motion of the foot is more like when you're pedaling a bicycle. Foot comes back. Foot goes up, foot comes forward, foot goes down, making a big curved slash into the hide. All of us, we jump on this dinosaur. Let's say we're attacking a duckbill. We jump at it from all different angles. That duckbill is going crazy trying to get us off. It is spinning and kicking and jumping, and we are cutting and slashing as fast as we can. And all of a sudden, all of us jump off of it and run away. Now that poor dinosaur is standing there completely confused about what just happened. It's looking around, going, what just happened? But it's got all kinds of cuts on it. And those cuts are bleeding. And that means that if you're losing blood, you're getting very weak. You see, the raptor pack didn't run away. We just simply got out of the way before any of us got hurt. It's called the slash and dash. Rush in, slash, dash the other way. That way you don't hang around. If you keep staying there too long, that dinosaur might be able to roll over and crush you. Or if it shakes you and you fall off, it may run over and stomp on you. It may hit you with its tail. You can't take a direct hit. Raptors are very light. They're made. They're like ninjas. Sneaky, quiet, hunt in the dark. Zoom around quick. Sneak up when you're not looking. Slash and dash. Go! Go! That's what raptors do. They're not brutes. They're not saying they're fighting with you. They're not like T Rex. They're not coming in going, I'm going to stay here until I kill you. No, because raptors could get injured. And if you get injured, if you get hit by the tail of a big duck bill and you're a raptor, your life is over. And even if it doesn't kill you, it could shatter your leg bones. Well, that's the end for you. You're probably not going to survive. And so, slash and dash is probably what they did. Rush in, cut it up. Run off. Now they just follow you for a couple of days and you're getting weaker and weaker, which means the next time we do a slash and dash, you can't defend yourself very well. Well, maybe it takes three or four slash and dashes, but finally that big duck bill is going down. And when that happens, then the Raptors can all come in and feed. Now it doesn't mean that Raptors lived in a pack all the time. Maybe they didn't like being in a group. Maybe they liked hunting by themselves. There's a lot of animals that hunt by themselves. The problem is when you hunt by yourself, you're not able to take on big prey. So you got to eat little things, and there was plenty of little things. They could eat lizards. maybe they could eat turtles. Maybe their little claws on their hands could rip open the turtle shell. I don't know if they could or not, but they could try. They could eat little furry mice-looking thing. They could eat eggs. They could eat smaller dinosaurs, but I believe that when they wanted to hunt something big, they hunted in a pack. The other amazing thing about Velociraptor, and all raptors, are their teeth. You see, their teeth kind of lean backwards. That means when it bites you, you can't get away. The teeth are like fish hooks. They're holding onto you, and the harder you pull, the deeper the teeth go in. Again, it's not ripping off chunks. It is using those teeth for the same thing it uses its hands to hold on to you while you're trying to get away. Now, if you're hunting something little like a lizard, look, you grab it with your teeth. You shake your head like a puppy does when it's playing with a toy. You shake your head back and forth. That lizard's dead and then you eat it. You don't have to cut it up. You eat it whole. But raptors are using their teeth to hold on. Now, once you're dead, they, of course, are using the teeth to pull off pieces of meat to eat. And maybe they're using their hand claws to slice up pieces of meat to fit in their mouth. But during the fight, it's the foot claw. And here's the other amazing thing about their teeth. When a tooth falls out, a new one grows back over and over and over. Raptors never run out of nice, sharp teeth. When they're chewing on things, their teeth become dull. So, they don't want a mouthful of dull teeth. They want sharp teeth. Well, the way nature works, it's constantly giving them new teeth. Somebody asked me, how much did the tooth fairy give a velociraptor? The answer is nothing, because velociraptor ate the tooth fairy. (laughs) Okay, it didn't eat the tooth fairy. But their teeth are replaceable. And the last thing is getting back to those claws. When you look at the skeleton or a picture of the bones of a velociraptor's claws on its hands and its feet, the claws do not look very sharp when you're looking at the skeleton. But when the dinosaur was alive, those claws were way sharper. You see, you and I have fingernails, and our fingernails are made of something called keratin. Keratin. Keratin is what our fingernails Our fingernails are the sharp part on our hand. We have bones under the skin and under the nail, but those are our bones. They're not sharp. They're covered by skin. Well, that's the same way with raptors. Their bones are not sharp. It's the fingernail covering that made them sharp. But when a dinosaur dies, that fingernail covering decomposes. It rots. It disappears. Well, if it disappears, how do we know it had it? Here's how. It's something called comparative anatomy. Say that with me. Comparative anatomy. That's a very fancy phrase that means we look at animals that are alive today and we compare them. We look at the claws on an eagle. Eagles have fingernail coverings over the bone. When an eagle dies, the fingernail decomposes and all that's left behind is the core. We call it the core of the claw, the bone that was under the nail. Same thing with an owl. Same thing with a chicken. So we can look at the feet of modern cousins of raptors, and birds are dinosaurs, and meat-eating birds are very closely related to Velociraptor. The meat-eating birds of today, like hawks, owls, hawks, um, eagles, uh, what else? Uh, um, Who else is a meat-eating bird? Roadrunners, kites, osprey. Those are all meat-eating birds. They are very closely related to Velociraptor. So we look at them, and by looking at them, we're able to decide that the missing parts on a Velociraptor, we can look at the modern birds to figure out what those missing parts look like. And that's what we do with the claws. So that, my little friends, is our subject for today. That is Velociraptor. Keep in mind that in the movie Jurassic Park yes they said velociraptors are big but that movie was pretend in real life a velociraptor was not a very big animal all right let's do some ask dinosaur George questions do you have any questions about dinosaurs just ask dinosaur George You can post your questions on the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook page or click on the Dinosaur George podcast page at DinosaurGeorge.com. Questions are chosen at random, and you can submit as many as you want. And now, here's Dinosaur George. All right. It is time. It is time to answer some of the questions that people have sent me. Now, again, if you would like to ask a question, go to dinosaurgeorge.com. At the top of the page, look for the Dinosaur George Kids Podcast. Click on it. At the bottom of that page, you will see a form where you can send me your questions. But remember, we get a lot of questions and we can only pick a few for each show. So if you send it and I don't read it, don't get your feelings, don't have your feelings hurt, just send it again. Or if you follow us, On the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook Club, our Facebook group, you can post your questions there as well. So let's get into it. This first question comes from uh, uh, Chloe, age nine, from Fulshire, Texas. I think Chloe goes to Randolph Elementary. She writes... Were there any dinosaur insects? Well, there wasn't anything really called a dinosaur insect, but were there dinosaurs living at the time? And I know that's what you mean, Chloe. Yes, there were. And there were some gigantic insects. There was a giant dragonfly called uh, Meganeura. It was the size of a hawk. There were giant tarantulas. There were giant scorpions. There were huge insects. But most of the big insects lived before the age of dinosaurs. Before there were dinosaurs, there were giant insects. They were the top predators on Earth. But when dinosaurs finally started showing up, they started eating those big insects. So the big insects kind of disappeared when dinosaurs showed up. But that was a good question. All right, let's go to Gianna, age nine, also from Fulshire, Texas. She has to be with Randolph Elementary. What was the heaviest dinosaur in the Ice Age? Or Jurassic. Okay, during the Ice Age, dinosaurs were extinct. The terrestrial dinosaurs, the dinosaurs that lived on land, birds still existed, and birds are dinosaurs, but birds are called avian dinosaurs. So the heaviest dinosaur would have lived during the age of dinosaurs, which would have probably been during the Jurassic period, and it probably, or maybe the Cretaceous. It probably would have been um, Argentinosaurus. I think Argentinosaurus weighed about 300,000 pounds, if I remember correctly. But during the Ice Age, Gianna, there were giant elephants. Uh, They would have been the biggest animals during the Ice Age were the elephants. All right. uh, Let's see. Grayson, age six, from Fulshire, Texas. How did you become a dinosaur expert? Well, Grayson, it's what I've studied my whole life. And let me give you all a piece of advice. I'm glad that you're listening to my podcast And I hope you learn some really good stuff from it. But the best way, the best way to learn is to read as many books as you can find. Don't just read one book over and over. Don't memorize a book. Because what if the information in that book was wrong? And if that's the only book you read, you would never know it. Or what if at the time that book was written, they thought that was the fact but then later discovered they were wrong. So read as many books as you can. And if you, if you spend your time studying, you could be a dinosaur expert as too. All right, let's go to um, Madeline age 10 from San Antonio. I think Madeline is with Sibilo green elementary. Madeline says, would a peacock be a dinosaur? Yes. The answer is yes. A very brightly colored dinosaur. Birds are dinosaurs. Let me say that again. Birds are dinosaurs. If you've ever seen a hummingbird, you've seen the tiniest dinosaur known. If you've ever seen an eagle, an owl, a hawk, a sparrow, if you have a pet parrot, you have a dinosaur. So a peacock is indeed a dinosaur. And this brings me to a good point. I'm glad you asked this question because remember I was talking about the feathers on Velociraptor and how they might have used their wings, their arm feathers to draw attention. Well, a peacock is a perfect example. A peacock has beautiful feathers that whenever it sees a girl, it raises its feathers up and spreads them. And we call it a fan. It's a big fan. They're beautiful. If you don't know what a peacock is, look it up. P-E-A-C-O-C-K, peacock. Look it up. Beautiful feathers. Well, those are meant to signal. To draw attention. So I think it's possible that Velociraptor may have had feathers like that on its arms. All right, let's keep going. Um, 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 let's see. Let's go to uh, Adriana, age nine, from Cibolo Green Elementary in San Antonio. Do you know what colored dinosaurs were? Well, actually, Adriana, we do on a couple. Scientists can use. They can actually use lasers to be able to tell the colors of dinosaurs. Isn't that fascinating? There's actually color pigment. We have color pigment in our skin. That's what determines the color of your skin. We have different colored skin because of different colored pigment. Well, when dinosaurs die, sometimes little pieces of that pigment remains in the fossil and scientists can now see it so we do know the color of some dinosaurs it's rare but we do now not all dinosaurs so when you see a picture of a dinosaur that somebody's drawn the artist chooses the color whatever color they want they can they can add whatever color they want to it so we again remember those words i called comparative anatomy remember when i said that where we compare living animals to cousins well, look at all the different living animals today and look at all the different colors, stripes, spots, blotchy colors, camouflage, solid colors. Dinosaurs probably had those same things. All right. Asher, age eight from San Antonio. Again, I'm sure from Sibilo Green Elementary. Um, Asher says, are there any types of dinosaurs that look like Spinosaurus? Yes, there are, Asher. Good question, buddy. Yes, there are. There's a bunch of cousins of Spinosaurus. Um let's see sukamimus who else irritator yes that's the name of a dinosaur irritator megaraptor wait a minute did i just say raptor its name was megaraptor but it looked like spinosaurus yes sometimes the word raptor is used in the name of a dinosaur that does not have the curved claw on its foot so it is not a member of the raptor family. Remember, the scientific name for raptor is Dromaeosaur. So a dinosaur like Eoraptor, Conchoraptor, Oviraptor, Megaraptor, none of those have the curved claw on their foot. So Megaraptor is a cousin of Spinosaurus, and yes, he kind of sort of looks like him. Who else was there? Baryonyx? Uh, gosh, there's a bunch of them. I can't remember the other ones off the top of my head, but there were a bunch of different relatives of Spinosaurus. And let's do one last question. And this one just came in today. This is Joshua, age 10, from Austin. So this must be, this, this has to be from Double File Trail Elementary, because I just finished speaking to them. And Joshua just sent this question, so I'm sure he's representing Double Fall Trail. What would happen if all of the dinosaurs teamed up against us? Well, Joshua, let me tell you, they would need to team up against you and I. Some of them would be able to bring you and I down no matter what we did. All right, my friends, that is Q&A. And now we come to the last segment. Do you want to guess what it is? You want to guess? Who would win? What if two different prehistoric creatures fought? Who would win? T-Rex versus a giant wolf? Raptor versus terror bird? Spinosaurus versus Triceratops? You choose the animals, and Dinosaur George will size them up and pick a winner. Now, get ready. It's time to find out who would win. All right. In this challenge, this comes from Bridget, who is a T Rex member of our Patreon club. The only people that can send in questions about who would win, you have to be a T Rex member of the Patreon club to do that. If you go to my website dinosaurgeorge.com, on the ass, I mean on the Dinosaur George Kids Podcast page. Look at the very bottom of that page, and there's a link. If you would like to become a club member, you can join. But you have to be a T-Rex member to send in the Who Would Win. That's only for t T-Rex members. So this one comes from my very good friend Bridget. Bridget is a dinosaur expert. She knows a lot about dinosaurs. And her Who Would Win challenge is Spinosaurus. Versus Ankylosaurus. <laughs> Looking at Spinosaurus, this is the largest land carnivore that ever lived. This thing is big. Got massively big arms with three big claws on each hand. It's got a long, skinny snout loaded, loaded with big, pointy teeth. This thing has the head of a crocodile, but the body of Godzilla and a big sail. It looked terrifying. In the other corner, Ankylosaurus, the living, breathing tank, the dinosaur who has such thick skin on its back, nothing could get through that armor. It had spikes sticking up from its backs. It had a great big club on its tail, and if it ever hit you with that tail, game. Over. It would break the leg of anything it would hit. So, Spinosaurus versus Ankylosaurus. Oh, Bridget, why did you make it so hard? This is a tough one. On one hand, you have the monster Spinosaurus, on the other, you have the living, breathing tank. I would have to say that even though Spinosaurus is huge, It could never get through the armor of an ankylosaurus. Now, maybe if it could figure out how to flip the ankylosaurus over on its back, then that might be a way. But ankylosaurus weighed nine tons. I don't care how big you are. That takes a lot of effort to lift and flip over nine tons. So in this particular battle, Bridget, I am giving it to Ankylosaurus. All right, my little friends, I hope you l- uh, liked today's lesson. If you have a favorite dinosaur and you'd like for me to do a podcast about it, go to the Dinosaur George Kids page in Facebook and tell me what you would like to know. You, While you're there, send me questions. You can do that as well. Or you can also go to the... Um, uh, dinosaurgeorge.com website, and you can submit the dinosaur you would like to learn about. And it doesn't have to be dinosaurs. Listen, I'm doing a bunch of dinosaurs now, but I'm getting ready to also do saber tooth tiger, Megalodon the shark, giant snakes like Titanoboa. I may do one on giant turtles like Archelon. I can do one on Ice Age mammals. I can do one on giant insects. So if you have a favorite, you go there. All right, my little friends, I hope you all are being safe, uh, making sure to follow the rules for health. Make sure to wash your hands. Don't rub your face. Don't pick your nose. Always wash your hands. Be kind to people around you. And if you know somebody that likes dinosaurs, please do me a favor and tell them about this podcast because I'd love to have more listeners. Until next time, my friends, you keep digging for information.